For early access plus exclusive content, facilitated discussions, live one-on-one Q&As, and more, become a patron at patreon.com slash brucepointset. Okay, so verbs, Matt. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having good, me, bro. Doing good. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, I wanted to have you all on to, you know, talk about the return of the thesis. You know, one of the premier hip hop showcases in Oregon. And I guess just to, you know, we can talk a little bit more about just like the importance of the event itself. But you know. You're all, you're going to be, September's going to be, what, the second or third show back after, you know, kind of like a, you know, COVID hiatus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> go ahead. It was a long shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so can you just talk about, you know, just like the, just like the energy in the space, again, just like being back. I'll I'll start with it since you were out of town for the last one, but uh, I think what I've seen from the few live shows that I've done since things have started to open up and then now shut back down um, is like people are so hungry for the connection of live music and like miss what that energy is and almost don't remember what it is like to be in those shows. And uh, the energy is higher than I remember any time previous uh just that the i i I think it's just an overwhelming thing that that we missed this community and like you know for some people it's church so um that's the kind of energy that that we want to have and uh it's nice to have that back and i hope we can continue having it but yeah the i think initially the the first impact was a little bit like hesitant and forgetting what what that energy is and like a little hesitant to walk up to the front of the stage and then something clicked the right song came on and and it was kind of like on from there so i'm excited to do more i hope we get to keep doing more i hope the the world uh starts um allowing us to do that and kind of kind of similar to that i know Oh, you're trying, you're doing like some like virtual stuff. Obviously, like a lot of DJs were through kind of the pandemic. Just for those who, you know, those of us on the other side, can you just talk about just like, it's just the difference of kind of like, uh, basically like trying to like do an event kind of like in your own little like bubble in the space versus like being back into, you know, like Kelly's or any of these uh, venues. It, It was a real struggle for me. I trying to perform for no one is not something I've ever done. You know, like I wasn't, I didn't start out as a, a bedroom DJ. I just started doing shows and threw myself in. So uh, having the live reaction was a lot. And then the way the energy shifted after George Floyd's murder, I just, I, don't, I couldn't bring myself to, to try to like throw a normal hip-hop show it just didn't feel right the world didn't feel right and I missed the live energy and obviously like lots of things were taking uh, precedent and, and were more important during those times so um, trying to find a space to help make sure these artists have places to perform and, and make sure that we provide opportunities again um, 
that's what's important to me. But yeah, uh, that was a, a, a difficult phase trying to do virtual stuff. Like I was really happy at first to like, at least just stay connected and say what up to young shirt man. But uh, you know, the uh, aspect of not having the energy coming back at you is, is very difficult. And I mean, even when we came back, the first show that we like, like half came back in May, mm-hmm. we did a show that I didn't have like a live audience. And I mean, it was a small, a, a very small uh, uh, group in there and the energy in there was great, but it was just, just not the same. Like, it's just not the same to not have your audience there. Mm-hmm. But even from that, like, even from that attempt and how things worked out with it, uh, we could tell from the artists how important it was and like there's a freestyle sesh after the event which was wild like that no, that doesn't happen after most of our shows and so like the fact that artists were just so hungry to perform we could feel it so that felt good that also let me know like this is what has to happen is i have to continue like providing opportunities and like we have to like work through this and, and figure out how to do it and if we have to do outdoor shit if we have to figure out whatever we got to do i know how important it is and so yeah, that really puts a fire under me, but also taught us a little lesson that, that the crowd aspect was so important to us. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I think is so, so cool about the thesis is, you know, one, just like the diversity of artists and like voices you all showcase. And then like you kind of talked about earlier, just like how it's just, you know, the necessity of these spaces as far as like building community and you know, just providing the opportunity to build community. Can you just like expand on that a little bit more? I mean, I think it's just you know, it's a music community, right? So it's so it's 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 really easy. Like as long as you're making music and you're not trying to fight and beef with everyone else, it makes it really easy to be like you know, uh, friends in this community. So our whole thing, I think, since the day one has been just to like foster a family, you know, a growing family of artists and we just add in new people and add in new people. And if people can't, you know, be in that space, then those people are in, are in that space, but mostly it's, it's very welcoming. And so I think that, especially after the pandemic and so many people are just locked in their houses, you know, we come back and it's like the family never left. It's, it's like, it's your cousin you haven't seen since the last reunion, but like, here we are and it's like the same energy and you're, you know, it's like you're right back on it. So I really appreciated that myself because I hadn't seen a lot of my, uh, you know, folks I see like every month. I haven't seen them in, you know, a year and a half. And so um, I know uh, for me, it's extremely powerful. And, you know, like you were talking about the, the types of artists we champion. We want to make sure that, you know, we find artists who are at the building blocks phase and trying to figure things out, but we also want to give spaces for people who have been around for a while and been established. And we also want to make sure that it's always this very open space that is accessible to everyone that is accessible to um, LGBTQ plus. I want it to be open to, you know, Portland has always had issues with uh, just having shows for black artists. So uh, making sure black artists are uh, on our headlines and also making sure that women are, are always on our showcases as well, because sometimes that was like a, a issue that we'd see this, you know, like all dude showcases with all dude audiences and that energy is all kinds of wrong. So um, I really like being able to foster a space that's like open and feels like home to everyone. Like Mac, 
uh, put it on Twitter that uh, the thesis is Switzerland. It's neutral ground. You come, mm-hmm. you come to the party, but uh, no one's beef in there. And we don't have, we don't choose sides on anything, any beef where as long as people are good people, we're trying to work with them. So um, here for the growth. Know. Yeah, so building them from the opener to headliners, that's that's a big deal to us is like helping artists find find their space. And, and you know, we also pay them. So, uh, you know, <laughs> a little different yeah. than a lot of shows, uh, you know, like making sure that artists get paid and we don't even break it down by like headliner gets this much more. Like we try to be uh, equal to that and make sure that, you know, like distribution goes to everybody and we, everybody gets paid. Well, I think it's a huge thing for us. I mean, as far as just like equity goes, like, you know, I think that we've worked really hard to like kind of, what would you say? Like, um, like a deconstruct the myth of the headliner. Like the headliner isn't always the most important person on the show. The headliner, the person on the flyer might go second. You know what I mean? It's just, that doesn't actually matter. So it, it, it's all about, I'm, I'm having like an event that's an experience. And then bring in these different people to kind of fill those roles and make it a show. So, um, you know, I think uh, taking a lot of the ego out of it has helped us a lot because we're able to just, you know, book people uh, together as opposed to saying like, I'm going to book you and then who do you want on your show, uh, you know, like a beneath you. Instead, it's like, you know, we're able to 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 really uh, do like a lot of a collaboration. And I think that's really special about it. And then just the audience, the fact that our whole crowd is just filled with like the other artists in Portland and the other creatives and the photographers and the graphic designers and, you know, like the fashion folk. And like, I love seeing that creative community come together like that. And they, like, well, the fact that if you're a part of the family, you keep on supporting, you know, like that's that's it. And it's like, where else are you uh, going to go and run into like Wynn and Mike Capes and Zaya Bell and Marquis and like, you know, Vina Baby, like you, like you, you and Young Shirt May, like, and, and they're just there all the time. Solomon's always there, you know, all the folks that you're like, oh, what happened to this guy? They're at the thesis every time, you yeah. know, uh, it's, it's great. I think it's really great. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really, you know, that's positive. Uh, I just want to go ahead and, ruin all that vibe now by <laughs> by uh, <laughs> uh but i i say that to say uh you know mac first time i interviewed you back when i was at the scanner you know one of the things i had to ask is just like you know just asking for recommendations and that was the first time you put me on the low b and i and that was right after debauchery came out now not to sound like peter rosenberg or anything but honestly i I think about that album like every two weeks. I really do. <laughs> Pretty wild uh, album. <laughs> our yeah, first yeah. ever headliner is the thesis uh, back Load in December B. 2014. Load B. Yeah. But so to that end, just like both of you, like if you were, you know, giving recommendations to people and, you know, there's obviously like, you know, you know, Amine, Last Artful Dodger, have, you know, national headlines. My, you know, Mike Capes just hit number two on iTunes. But for, you know, the people who may not have as for those, uh, I guess, artists who haven't hit like maybe that level of exposure yet, but are, you know, the next, uh, yeah, like that next, that uh, people that, uh, you know, just that we need to know, especially, you know, out outside of uh, Portland Metro, like, what are some names you all would recommend? Let's go back and forth. Rev, you go first. Who you got? Uh, well, you know, 
I think she kind of stole the show the other day. Uh, well, actually, I could do two of them right in a row. That I could say both of that about uh, both Sote and Kingsley. Both uh, came on our showcase in the last two months and had outstanding sets. Kingsley, her album uh, rollout was incredible. I think it's called Crying on Holiday or Holidays. Damn. Um, and it also was rolled out with like a podcast and a recipe book for a bunch of cocktails and lipstick for her first three singles. And like, you know, uh, I have a bunch of friends who ha- play a bunch of the music that I, I, you know, after every thesis, I go and make a playlist of all the songs. And I also add a few songs from the artists who were on the show. And those Kingsley ones got bumped. They uh, keep getting bumped. And so I, I would say that. And then Sote who just came on and just with so much swagger and confidence and uh, just smashed our, our, our last show. And uh, I think she's really fun. I'm looking forward to like new releases and projects from her. Go ahead, Matt. Always got to say, um, you know, keep an eye out on the Dante uh, Thomas and them, you know, I think I first covered uh, Dante and I was making fun of him for uh, the way that he was a, 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 like a spamming us on Facebook with his videos and songs. And that was like years and years ago. But now he's he's really a bona fide artist. And I definitely- My friend uh, was his English teacher and she would be like, there's a, a kid who raps in my in my English class. His name's Dante Tom. So I, I, I was up on Dante. Wow. Yeah, he's a he's he's got amazing um, themes and ideas. I really love his his rollouts, his projects, the things that he's working on with the whole, you know, uh, uh, produce uh, collective. Um, I also really like uh, what uh, Ways B Yosef uh, 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 is doing, and I think that he's a guy to really keep an eye on. You know, his work with everyone from uh, Sote to uh, Vina and beyond. He's just doing amazing things. He's kind of like he's kind of like the younger generation's uh, Tony Ozier. You know, mm-hmm. I really uh, see that in him, yeah. and um, and I think Tony would agree. He's definitely like tapped in on several. I mean, every time we do a show, he's somehow on that show as well. <laughs> uh, he's either DJing for an artist, he's performing with them. So like Wavy's on everything. Obviously, we've got to have Wavy uh, yeah. look for him on an upcoming uh, uh, solo set whenever we can get him. Uh, let's see. Now I'm talking about Wavy. So, uh, But Matt Randall just released a really nice project that I really impressed with. Matt Randall continues to grow as an artist. Um, I mean, from the last, from the first time he headlined to the last time he headlined, I mean, he's, he's grown exponentially. Um, I really am impressed with that. Uh, Young Shirtmane, obviously, and him did a, a piece together. And so uh, you should also check out that project because it's a lot of fun, but also like a little bit more depth than, than you might uh, assume, but Shirty's got bars and it's fun. And actually you just talked about uh, Load B, but Milk has been on an absolute tear, just like tearing up verse after verse after verse after verse. And he's got a new project. I mean, he's got a new project every few weeks now because he's just, he's in the zone. So uh, yeah, yeah. Milk, Milk is out there spitting. I'd also have to sh- shout out to Zaya Bell, who we had booked for a thesis a couple years ago, and now she's uh, living up here. And um, that's really a huge thing. And her, she, she, her voice is out of this world. She's an amazing, amazing artist. If you haven't seen her, her on social media, she's also just like absolutely hilarious and a great person to follow. And then um, I'd also say, um, 
thing. I just had it in my head. I lost it. Yeah, uh, Vina, and then uh, uh, Paris Alexa. Paris Alexa is from uh, Seattle. Uh, I think Paris Alexa was, I think that might've been one of the last ones that you mentioned before I got into it, but we were just talking about, I, I, I haven't even heard anybody else pronounce his name. So I'm guessing on it, it's uh, Daniel, D-A-N-I-Y-E-L, super young dude, uh, already got a huge following. His videos look super clean. He's kind of got a, a more soulful juice world vibe to him. Like, I could honestly see him just like blowing up right past us. And then Bird Bennett, uh, another guy who's super young, who we haven't had on the thesis yet, which is a, a travesty. But um, obviously this is all because people who are under 21, it's harder to get them on the show when we're at a bar, that kind of stuff. Uh, we have to have babysitters. We have to hire people. It's so it's stupid. And we've also had problems with like their mom's fighting security. So um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, but Bird Bennett, oh. uh, he just signed with somebody and he really could just like take off because, I mean, he can spit. He's a white rapper in America, man. Like, he can, he can, he's got balls. <laughs> Let's, it could happen. So, yeah. uh, and he's also just like a cool kid. Like, he seems like real confident in his shit. He's funny and like, yeah, I'm, he seems super cool. So, I really hope we can have him on the thesis soon. So, yeah. Yeah. You want to throw some more? Let's go. And then I would definitely, I mean, I would definitely have to throw in like, you know, Solomon and Trox, you know, a couple of the producer homies have really been killing it. And Trox is actually coming in town, I think, uh, today. So yeah. um, he'll be here for his birthday weekend. And then, um, and then of course, you know, uh, uh, Solomon's like the uh, big homie now, which is crazy because like I met him and he, I swear he was like 19 or 20 years old when I met him. He was like super skinny and like all quiet and kind of like um, antisocial. And now he's like out the thing like, yeah, I'm big homie. And I'm like, that's really weird, bro. You're like, you I, are I love it though. Out. I'm so happy to see him like <laughs> connected like that. Cause yeah, you know, like he definitely was a low key dude. And so it's nice to see him out on it. Also, yeah, guys, remember his, 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 his raps? Stuke can rap too. He ain't bad. He ain't bad. He raps like uh, Danny Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> Yeah. Looking so, at my my list here, but go ahead. No. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna try and cut you off because we're okay. We got we got to go for the controversy. So I just want to <laughs> you know let let any artist who's watching this know that uh, if you weren't mentioned, you know take offense <laughs> to it and True. you know make make sure to share this video and let people know why you're so angry about it. Just you know gotta talk get, about it. Talk Mac, Mac and Verbs are disrespecting you right Straight now. If I, didn't I, name you, I, I if think I didn't name for you, me, I always black. go for people. Uh, sorry, man. Uh, for me, I always go for people with like recent content. So that's like if they put out a new album out, that's what I'm going to talk about. But I, I definitely forgot three or four of them. So take, if I didn't take, say your name, take offense. Whack, period. If I didn't say you say your name, it's because you're garbage and you can't rap. That's why. You hear that, Win? <laughs> We're saying you can't rap, Win. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I love that. Uh, oh, man. Well, yeah. Verbs, Matt, thank you again for taking the time. And the thesis, the next show is when and who's on the line? The next show is September 2nd with Vina Baby. Uh, we got Mal London in the building. We got Miss L on the lineup. We got C3 the Guru on the lineup. 
uh, who we've been trying to get on for several shows to make it all happen. So I'm really happy he finally gets to be with us. And I mean, as long as we get to be together, that show is going to fucking smash. So uh, (laughs) like Vina is just a a showstopper. I I can't imagine what she's going to do. The girl can like bring you to tears with her voice legitimately, like, uh, and and also make you laugh with her bars too. So yeah, it's going to be a good time. Awesome. Yeah, everyone, mark your calendars and Mac Verbs. Thank you again. Hey, thank you. So how you doing, man? Thank you for watching. Please like and share and subscribe so you can stay up to date on all the latest videos. Thank you.